Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How's it going, Hector? Fantastic. That's huh? a complete lie, and, but <laughs> I won't get into all the horrid details of my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you've got a friend in me. You'll get through. Yeah, It'll be yeah. okay. What's that song? You got a friend in me. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> so let's talk uh, festival. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. April 2nd. At uh, Matthews Brewing. It's so exciting. 561 Music Festival. It is going to be the shit, and that is where you need to be. $10 gets you 20 bands. $25 gets you 20 bands and a T-shirt. And that's a deal because if you go there day of, uh, I imagine $20 to $25 perhaps will probably just get you the T-shirt, and you'll still have to buy your ticket to get in. So so do it now. Do it soon. Uh do it so Ben and I don't have to, uh, you know, take out a mortgage on the house to pay all the bands. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of the bands, we have a hell of a lineup. We have Spread the Dubs, Sierra Lane, Sons of a Tradesman, No Name Ska Band, Bryce Allen Band, Victoria Lee, Joey Caldereo, BFD, The Shake, Jake Walden Band, Sandman Sleeps, Fall Victim, Jacob Tacos, Micah Scott, Josh Miles, Dominic Delaney, our very own Ben Childs, Alyssa Kuhn. Fox Maple and Paper Carcass, um, all past guests of the show, um, and one host, um, <laughs> all past guests of the show, uh, all very amazing local musicians, all original music. I, just, I saw a few people, we've been running an ad, and a few people have commented on there. Um, I, one guy actually asked the question and said, is this original music, or is this all that cover bullshit that I see here in Florida? Well, it is not that cover bullshit. It is all original music. So I know. I don't know where he's going with that. Sometimes people- I don't know. Sometimes no. people start set, like he he asked he didn't ask is it original music he just wanted an excuse to be to say mean bull- about to it. say bullshit on Facebook yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. I just needed an excuse to say bullshit four times now on this podcast <laughs> bullshit there's five times I feel better now <laughs> but great. but it is going to be an absolutely amazing festival we're meeting with uh, David from Matthews next week um, we are going to go over all the last minute details uh, we got some volunteers coming in doing some stuff we're going to have t-shirts we got sponsors um, uh, it's just going to be amazing yeah it's the real deal and it's um, aside from uh, a thing that I did back in England years and years ago is my first attempt at putting on a festival. Yeah. And is it yours? It is absolutely my first attempt at putting on anything. <laughs> right, yeah. So, so. Um, come and help us out with it and and show up and have a good time. I think it's going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, so. it's, it's going to be fun. We uh, we have actually been doing surprisingly – well, not surprisingly, but, but uh, um, I, I don't want to say surprisingly. I guess uh, – I don't know what word I'm looking for, but I pleasantly uh, surprised that uh, that we we have gotten a lot of pre-sales already. So we're actually doing really well in the pre-sales. Um, so yeah, I mean it's going to be a good show and it's going to be packed with people. So. And it's such a great venue. It's such a cool spot to do something. Venue. You know, it's perfect. It's, it, we couldn't ask for. He's done such a great job of it, and you know we couldn't really ask for a better venue for it. So you know, big up to Matthews. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. He's going to have some uh, food trucks out front. So there'll be uh, it's an all day thing, twelve to twelve noon to midnight. Uh, Twenty bands, two stages. Um, I believe we have. Was did, did uh, Marlon? Did you talk to Marlon? Um, not yet. I not yet, Marlon. If you're listening, <laughs> we shall reach out to you. We yeah, uh, yeah. we are gonna we're gonna try to get Marlon to do uh, do a little spinning for us there. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, two stages, twenty bands, um, food trucks outside. Uh, you know, booze are flowing. It's just gonna be a good time. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And we are blessed to have 
Patrick Johansson on the show today. How's it going, man? Going great. Yeah, it's hey. nice to see you, dude. Yeah, it's nice to see you too, my old yeah. friend. It's been yeah. a long time. It has. We worked ben together. Wildchild. Ben Wildchild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we worked together for a real long time, didn't we? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And, you know, ended up sort of becoming mates and we played together and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, great. yeah. Back in the days when it was Ben Childs and the Whales in that kind of weird period between Killbillies, when Killbillies went away, we, um, yeah, we did a few gigs and it, it was a lot of fun. A Actually, lot of fun. yeah, playing with you is just so, you just know that you're going to be fine if you're yeah. behind the kit. But you then. don't know what's going to happen. It could be <laughs> really, really wild or it could be really light. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the extra. first time I met you, yeah. we, uh, we were talking about it a little bit before the show, was, was uh, years ago at Connolly's. They were doing these open mic things, and a friend of mine was like, ah, come on, let's go down. And so I play bass, he plays guitar, and we signed uh, on the form, and um, and then uh, they called us up. They were like, yeah, come on and play some stuff. And you were, you were, I don't know if you were running the thing or if you were just kind of playing with everybody, but you were on the kit at the time. And we decided we were going to play some crappy uh, Three Doors Down song. What is it, Kryptonite or something? Right. So we start playing. It's nice and slow. And then, you know, when it kicks in, it goes da 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 And all of a sudden, I hear behind me like a machine gun. da 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 And I'm like... What is that? And then my friend told me later, like, who you were, what you do, who you played with. And I was like, yeah, it makes total sense now. What, what I do, do play too much and too loud. No, it was a story. It was absolutely amazing. Fine, fine cover songs, turn them into Viking, uh, no, Viking it was, masterpieces. It, was, it, was, it caught me off guard, but it was absolutely amazing. It was fun. It yeah. was fun. Man. It was fun. Uh, yeah. It's always fun to play when you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Which is usually the story of my life. No, so but it's, it's good. That's what I like, playing drums, you know, because when you play with different people all the time, we don't know. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. if it's planned, a lot of times you go on tour, and nowadays we have all the tracks and everything is pre-planned and stuff. And I don't think that's yeah. as fun as it is. Just go to a biker bar and then go for it and play whatever, right? Oh, yeah. Play yeah, lead sure. drums and play with different people because all kind of music is fun, you know. But, but those, sure. I remember those yam yeah. nights we used to have. Some of them I was running with my band, Captain Nasty. We yeah. were hosting yeah. the night. Right. And sometimes I just happened to be there and 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 and. and when you get excited, you don't want to leave, you know. It's oh, like, no, it was a good time. Where were these time. ones? Is this, one? this is Connolly's. Connolly's, uh, yeah. 15 uh, years ago. Yeah. 15 years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah probably, probably about that. I would say, I would say, yeah, it was probably about 15, 20 years ago. Before my yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, it was a while yeah. back. It was a while back. 2004, yeah. 2005. Good, good times, though, man. Yeah, it was, was fun. It was fun. Yeah. There was a lot of open jams back then. Yeah, but it was different. It was different. It was a lot. I had the Mr. G's. They had them, too, down on. Yeah, yeah. And then they had the old home run at... Um, Lantana and John. So I never played the open jams there, but I did go to Home Run a few times and it was see, good some, venue. see some it was bands. Good venue. It was a good. Well, it was a good venue to see bands. Um, but yeah, man, I, like there was, uh, there was, uh, and we've had this conversation before where there's, there seems to be like almost two circles of musicians in, in Palmish County or in South Florida. You know, you have like the cover band musicians and then you have the original band musicians. And, and there is some crossover, but there seems to be like these two, you know, these two you, containers. You know, one of the bit. things I think also that. Um, that you're talking about in that regard is uh, a lot of the cover bands you're talking about are kind of like hard rock almost. Well, you know? a lot, a lot. I think of them, it's also a little stylistic. A lot, yeah. A lot of them tend to be, you know, hard rock, classic rock, or like '90s '90s alternative. You know, right, like, yeah, that seems yeah. to be that seems to be the uh, the groupings. And a lot of the the bands that the, the more original bands that we've been um, interviewing on the show um, that still play covers and stuff. You know, they 
tend they tend not everyone but they tend to gravitate a little bit more to that kind of reggae sure sort of like sure. You know. so i think it's partially stylistic singer songwriter reggae stuff yeah. like that yeah but there definitely are there definitely is a little bit like two scenes like that i agree yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's just the completely original you know but can only play 40 minutes type bands you yeah know? but it was so. fun it was it fun. was fun when we a long time ago when i came yeah. here to florida been a long time now i lived here yeah. but but um i was gonna ask when did you move in i moved to florida I came to America maybe twenty more than twenty years ago, 20, right. 21, 22 years ago or whatever. But, but I, I used to just be in Miami when I played with Ingve. We okay. I stayed in Miami in a hotel, and then yeah. I then I stayed in Los Angeles for a while. Yeah. But from two thousand three, I lived here. I think you know. I think two thousand three, I stayed here because it was, it was easier because I worked with Ingve all the time, and I stayed in in a hotel but then I started staying in um, Palm Beach when I met yeah. my wife we played it I met my wife playing at the Kravis Center right oh wow yeah, when That's I played amazing. there it was fun it was a Halloween night it's a crazy story yeah. Halloween night I had uh, just so uh, yeah, just we, for uh, the listener um, yeah Patrick used to be the drummer for Ingrid Malmsteen yeah, you know one of great the great guitar player one of the great yeah. guitarists of uh of, of the 20th century, really. Yeah, one of the greatest. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what it is, you know. It's just a fact, you know. Yeah, but, for sure. But, but um, no, we were playing the G3 tour. was the Steve Ice, Satriani, and Ingve. Oh, and my we, God. They all had their different wow. bands, so I played with Ingve first. Yeah. So every night, we have to wait till they leave together at the jam. At the end, first Ingve played, then Steve I, then Satriani. And um, after, and at the end, at the, with Satriani's band, Yngwie and Billy Sheehan go and jam with them. Billy Sheehan played bass with Steve I. Right. So then they jam. At the end, they jam. They play a few songs. We're rocking in the free world, Voodoo Child, and one more. I don't remember which one it was. But but um, so we had to wait with the tour bus. So we all ride in a caravan together, to, and I show up in the morning. So I had time to waste, you know, between right. there. And I used to go hang out and go and, and look for, for Kiss Records or Star Wars figures or <laughs> something. Anyway, this one particular night here in... in uh, Florida, in Palm Beach, I was waiting for a friend, to looking for her outside, and these three girls came up, and then four girls came up. It was I didn't know. Hey, you're the drummer. Take a picture. We took a picture right in the moment. Then I signed my wife to be his backpack. I had no idea. It was Halloween night. They were dressed up, and then after the show, they say, you know, she said, oh, my friend, um, they, their husband's band, Mighty Quinn, was playing at a place called CJ's. Oh, that's oh, funny. Yeah. Shauna yeah. Murphy, Jim Murphy's. I know those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Jim Murphy's uh, wife was her friend. So Jim, Shauna, she was Betty Boop, and my wife was Gwen Stefani. So oh, I wow. thought, you know, Gwen is a beautiful girl. Sure. So I thought, you know, hang out with her. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so 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 she so said, can you come and jam with us after the show? And I said, sure. I don't know what I was thinking. I totally forgot the other person I'm going to meet. So I just went with them and played War Pigs and Paranoid with Mighty Quinn. They drove me to the oh, CJs cool. and they drove me back oh, to the gig. You know, so I totally forgot what my plan was to do something else, you know, but, but, but <laughs> with someone else. But, but I guess I played music. That's awesome. It, rock and roll always supersedes anything else, any Hell other commitment. Yeah, man. Once you're a slave to metal, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you're, 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 you're that's you're, you it, know, yeah. you know, yeah, that, that's, that's chained it, that's to the kit. Yeah, chained to the drums. You know, <laughs> yeah. the chains of misery. You know, whatever. and I like to see have a nice pearl and seal John here too. Nice, nice to bring it in for them to yeah, make absolutely. it look good. You know, yeah. But, so, but nobody was funny. So we went to play those songs, and I didn't know then. Still, we're going to meet those people again. You know, ever again. Next day, I played in Orlando, and she and Shauna came up again. We hung out and we got to know each other a little better. And after that tour, she, was, she always asked me, my wife, and she said, why do you have a website? Why do you pay for the website? You never maintain it. And I said, you ever got any work out of it? She said, nope. But I got a wife out of it because she, she emailed me, hi, it's me, Kelly, you oh, know, from the website. Go. And I, I printed out that thing. Look here, the email. Here yeah. you go. 
And I found it not too long ago. During the pandemic era, I've been in the garage cleaning. Yeah. Tried to throw all stuff away, and I don't like it. And I found that email. I printed it out because it was her phone number on it. So I could, right. at the internet cafe somewhere on the road, hey, yeah. call me. That's my number. <laughs> so <laughs> so I guess awesome I didn't get story, any work, man. but I got well, a wife and a daughter out of the website. So it's way worth paying for, you know. Sure, sure. sure. Still for nostalgic purposes, you know. So how long were you with them, Ingve? Oh, almost 14 years, 13, 14 years. Right, that's a long yeah. time. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Could travel around the world, play with him, and I played with other people too. You know, Did you go to like Japan and all yeah, that? Yeah, Japan, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever get to, um, one of the places I never went with um, Sonic Boom 6 was India. Did you ever go to nope. India? Yeah. No. Nope. Okay. I guess it's difficult there because it's, you know, the, mon- the you know, money's not necessarily No, but it's there. not, it's not, it never was on the thing. I've been to most places there, but usually what happens is, you know, you go on tour, you go to America, Europe, Canada, South America, right, and, yeah. and you do the, what's it called? Japan, Australia, right. maybe, gotcha. Singapore, Thailand. Taiwan. Have you been to Australia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long flight home. You know? It yeah. was too much, you know. Yeah. Flying home, it was. It was <laughs> I, only, I think I only went once to okay. Australia, you know. Hong Kong was where we flew the Cathay Pacific, and they were, so Hong Kong was the base. So when we flew home, then we flew from Perth or whatever, the, the one coast to, the, to Sydney, Sydney, Adelaide. Okay. Sydney, Sydney, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Oh wow. Florida, you know, it's like a two day marathon, you know, and then you feel you feel tender after that. I'm know. sure. Now, someone asked me the other day, you ever drove from coast to coast in America? Yeah, from Los Angeles home. Yeah. Two years ago. How was <laughs> that? It took thirty six to thirty eight hours or something, driving yeah. straight me and my buddy from a tour I ended and I just drove home with a van. Yeah, but you just went uh, straight from Los Angeles. Yeah, but I'd rather do that than to sit on an airplane. I've f- driven from Los hours. Angeles to here, but it wasn't direct. We took a bunch of stuff. No, we just drove. We just drove through. It's okay to do that if you have two people. Yeah, because if you stop and sleep, it takes longer. But you can go, keep going, 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 if you have to. The way that we did it was um, we played shows in Los Angeles, and then we did like Texas. We played a, a bunch of shows, and that kind of got us over, you know. And then, and then we played, I, I, and then we played in Florida, and then we started heading up the East Coast. That's the way we did. Yeah. Now, I was playing with, it was uh, three years ago, Gus G and Vinnie Moore, and I played with both of them, opened up for Richie Cotson. Right. And the guy that drove the van was um, in Tampa. It's Nick. So I drive to his house with my Toyota Matrix with 500,000 miles or whatever on it. It's like insane. It still runs. I can't oh, believe wow, it. That's great. Shouldn't jinx it, but, but <laughs> yeah. it's going to die on the way home. You know. <laughs> Old Matrix had a funeral on <laughs> you know, for it, you know, but... but uh, I'm going to miss him, Matrix, when he's gone, you know, because he's been a good servant for the oh, yeah, man. <laughs> heavy metal artillery there, the Pearl and Siljan, <laughs> you know. But, no, but anyway, so we, and, and at the end of the tour, we ended in Los Angeles. So we drove through the whole thing, and, and then it was my wife's birthday, so I want to go home. And I said, are you going to fly home? And I have my car in Tampa. So I just ride home with them, you know, me and Nick there. Right. We just drove home. So... so. I'm very curious about how this all started for you. Right at the beginning, I think I've talked to you about it before, just chatting. But right at the beginning, when you were young, when you were like when you were a boy, how did you find yourself getting into music? Kiss, yeah, Kiss on TV in Sweden. Right, was that before you'd even picked up sticks? No, that was I saw Kiss. Kiss came to Sweden in the early eighties, nineteen eighty, I believe. Yeah, I, I, like four or five I years. You're old. a big fan. You got no, a bunch no, of Kiss, Kiss tattoos. Yeah, I love Kiss, but but. Uh, they came and they showed on TV a little clip from the concert. And I'm like, oh my God, they show when they landed. It was there someone taking a picture of them when they landed without makeup. And they were, no, there was not real kiss. It's just a public stunt. And my mom still have the newspaper. And I think oh, it is wow. real pictures, you know. 
But who knows, cool. you know, it's this old yellow newspaper clipping. But it was, uh, there was just this mystique with the makeup. No one knew who they looked like. Of yeah. course, I was too young to go to the show. But, uh, but uh, the whole thing, and I was like, oh, my God. You know, People uh, can do that? That's yeah, yeah, thing? no, no. Yeah. There was a magazine in Sweden called Poster. Right. And the poster had, that time had at the grocery store, it was the only posters on the back they wrote the stories. And it was folded posters. And, and the kiss, they have a kiss special. I remember that. I still have that one, you know. At yeah. home, you know, there are a few of them because That's cool. my mom bought them one. Here you go, at the grocery store. Can so I have the mom? Can is I your have mom supportive of your music? Yeah, a little bit, you know. Yeah. 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 Now, pro- they always ask, you know, oh, when are you going to take a job? And I say, I have a job, I play drums. You know, <laughs> 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 you know but a real job. What's a real job? Police officer, firefighter. That's right. what I want to be when I was a kid, a police officer. Okay. I wanted, my neighbor was a cop and in Did Sweden. your parents play music at all? No, no, right. zero. They never barely listened to music. Anyone else in the family or was it just you? No, me. Right. My grandma, my mom's mother on that side, her brother played right. cello in the, some symphony orchestra in, in Stockholm a little bit. But there was no real music history in my family, you know. Yeah. There was nothing, you know. But, but uh, I just, when I saw the Kiss thing on TV, and I, that I remember that, that it was in November, I think, in, in the fall or in the early winter, before Christmas, 1980. Yeah. And they were, you know, they talk about this kiss. Oh, my God, you know, you know this, what is this? You know, they heard the stories. And I Was Made For Loving It was the song everyone played on the radio, <laughs> and even yeah. in Sweden. And yeah. You can buy that little 45 at the grocery store. I Was Made For Loving and everyone playing it. So I had that little single, the Swedish version of it, you know, black and white cover. And right, that's <laughs> the, awesome. the heaviest song of all time, right? And I still <laughs> love that song. Yeah. People laughing at me. How do you, you like to play all that heavy music? And how do you like those lighter songs? I said, that song is great. You know, every time I see it, you know, at the, at the concert, I hear it. I remember because I remember that's what I identified as music. Yeah. Right. You're four or yeah. five years old. Well, so you know, and you see about, doo, yeah. doo, doo. you know, you hear that it's so melodic. How can you not and, like it? And it affects your brain differently when you're young too. You yeah, know, but that music that you hear when, when you're young just stays with you forever. Yeah, it brings yeah. you back every that time. That one and it, then yeah. there was the other stuff that I remember. Sweet, Fox on the Run. Yeah. Then Rainbow, what's it called? The, the one, Since You've Been Gone and, and All Night Long. Yeah. There was other songs with other bands. Yeah. And I didn't know. What is this? Sweet, you know, oh, wow. And so I remember those. And I have the, the records since I was, those specific being very young. And a bunch of Kiss records. Kiss, I got fanatic about. But there's other songs too I like. And the Rainbow was there was the, the there was another one I really liked. You know, the All okay. Night Long and Since You've Been Gone. Yes, that's awesome. That was you know, and funny before this pandemic, then two two years ago, were in Pelletier, a guy I played with a lot. You know, guitar player, other guitar player. He had Graham Bonnet that sang on the Rainbow Down to Earth record. Right. He wow. And we were in Japan at the same time, oh, so cool. he came up and sang a few songs. With him. And, he, of course, we're going to play the two songs he had. There was it called? Stand in Line and another one from the Impelletere record he did with him. But right. then as an encore, we did the All Night Long and Since You've Been Gone. And to play those songs, that's probably, you know, you know even, you know, all those years later to play yeah. those. Must be very You know, you had to yeah. play with him, you know. And then I saw some videos on YouTube, you know, about, oh, my God. Because I remember that song. And my little daughter, Shandy, she's eight years old. And she goes, Daddy, that song is catchy. It's that kiss. And I said, no, it's not a kiss song. It's me playing. <laughs> but it was Rainbow. What's Rainbow? And I said, yeah, it was a band in the 70s. But so that song is, is one it, of the is first songs the same? Is your daughter in the same position as you are when you're young now? She thinks everyone is kiss because you play yeah. so much kiss. No. <laughs> she likes kiss. She took, I took her to the concert. But, uh, yeah. but it was interesting to play the... To play with him, with Graham Bonnet, and it's that song, yeah. that just those songs, you know, it's a kind of emotional, a little I bit, bet. because you see, same when I play with Wasp, some of those songs I really liked when I was a kid, yeah. and you play them, you know, Love Machine or Wildchild, Ben Wildchild, you know, <laughs> I Want to Be Somebody, one of those songs that you heard was on heavy rotation on TV, yeah. it was special too, it's more the style of music I like playing, Yngwie. but, but um, 
but uh, it, his music fit my drumming better than Wasp. But 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 when you played those songs, songs you heard, yeah. like all your life, you know, in radio, you see, turn on MTV, some Headbangers Ball or whatever, right? You know, Vanessa, I remember when the blonde girl on Headbangers Ball in yeah, Europe, yeah, yeah, Vanessa Warwick, you know, yeah, pretty girl, and she's, are we gonna tune into LA Concrete? What's it called, the Forum in the '93 or whatever? And and they have some old videos just playing there, you know, from the oh, '80s, cool. you know, and and. And then it reminds you when you play that song with the guy that wrote the song, it's something special. It's a yeah. special feeling, you know, every Absolutely. time. And, you know, that's something you can cherish the rest of your life. You know, uh, yeah, couldn't agree more. There's been a few with me, you know, over the years. Got to tour with The Beat, who I just loved, you know, when I was younger and some other people like that. And, it, yeah, it's a big deal, you know. It is a when big you, deal. When you meet these people who they were kind of part of your sort of cultural fabric as a oh, child. Yeah. And then all of a sudden yeah. you're like right there. You know, a crazy one with me was, um, and this isn't to do with my career it's just complete chance is um when i when i was a kid um joe strummer was recording the, our, our christmas carol concert oh. right and i pl- I, I played the pink panther and because uh, the reason he was recording it is because um he, uh, his kids at the time went to the school that i was at and so he was like helping them out and recording the carol concert. And then after I played the Pink Panther, he came up to me with shades in a dark church, right? Didn't take his shades off like a legend. And it just wow. and he like shook my hand. And he goes, "That was a great job, Ben." And so wow. I was like, That's cool. "Out of everything I've done, and I met a bunch of famous people and stuff, but out of everything I've done, that was." I think that's the one I hold closest to my heart, you know, because, yeah. you know, he's passed on now and everything. And I'm a punk rocker. So, you know, I'm really into The Clash. I love The Clash. So I got to meet him that one time. You know, yeah. I would hold on to that one for sure. Now, the thing is, though, you know, once you play those songs, because those songs were part of your soundtrack to your life, right, growing up. Yeah. You played with them when you I played with George Lynch, too. And, and we play some of those old Dawkins songs, you know. Yeah, cool. In What's it called? Into the Fire or In My Dreams or... Unshamed the night or whatever song it was like you remember that you know if the first time you heard it, then you think even if you enjoy your rehearse and stuff but then all of a sudden you're looking up wow you know and you, and you see the people in the crowd and you're thinking yeah, yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and you, now you're sitting behind the drums when you seen the band when you were a kid docking or whatever and yeah playing it wasn't docking it was with george it was called lynch mob or something okay some other variation of it but, but still you know it's like you know all that stuff, you know. So I guess I played covers all my life, you know, with different. Sometimes with the guy <laughs> right, that wrote right. the song, and sometimes with <laughs> yeah. the guy that didn't write the song. But it doesn't matter. To me, it doesn't matter. Right. It matters if you play music. And I'm fortunate enough to have to be able to play drums, be able to play drums, and make them oh, enough money just yeah, to absolutely. survive. I never made a lot of money, but, but enough to survive. The money don't matter. Yeah. Money yeah. is just matters. You have enough so you can eat. Yeah. You know, if you worry too much about it, it's going to become a problem. You just have to let it, and hopefully it works out, you know. I agree. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. You know, obviously, obviously, poverty is awful and yeah. a huge problem. But, but, but by the same Happy's token, but loads of money is not, is not going gonna, not gonna to solve your problems. And you have to you. be content. You know, people think, you know, we're looking for be happy all the time. Happiness is just moments, flashlights. In you know, snapshots, maybe you can call it in the, in your life, right? A happy moment, happy moment when my daughter was born. When I take my daughter, she kiss and she's singing along there, and she got to meet him. You know, she goes, "Hi, star child." You know, it's like that. That's happy moment. Like you can't beat it. You know, being a kid here, I'm in a foreign country where I didn't grow up, became American citizen. I have a wife and a daughter, I have a house in Florida. You know, and then we take her to the Kiss concert. It's also surreal. So you have to pinch your arm in a way, right? You know, because it's yeah. then all this stuff comes together. You know, you know, it's like you're sure it's something I do all the time. I just that moment when she 
was there, my daughter. She's named after a Kiss song. She gets to meet the band and see the concert. Yeah, you know, wow, wow that, that's just, you know, like that's a happy moment. Yeah. And, 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 and then she goes to school and she tells her friend, what's a happy moment? Or to go to the Kiss concert. What, you know, what did you do for the summer? Is to see the Kiss concert. That's the, like a milestone for her, too, to see. And yeah. to, that's what music is about, is happiness, yeah. right? Happy moments and flashlights. But people always, when they're looking for that, oh, I'm going to be happy all the time. I don't think we have to be happy all the time. Just be content and be accept what you have and be thankful for what we have. That's We're all true. here healthy, you know. We I'm all have problems. I'm definitely not happy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no one is. No one is. When you go look around and try to be happy all the time, no one can be happy. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. have to be content and accepting the reality, right? And yep. look for striving for to do a little bit better every day and be nice to each other. Sure. Yeah. If you sure, can be, sure. uh, accept who you are and, and be thankful for what we have, you know, then, then we might be in a much better place than trying to look, you know, right. the, look, the, you know for the next between... best thing, you know. And, oh, I need to get famous. I need to, oh, get better. Yeah. Things, you know, everyone goes to the NAMM show every year. Yeah. You know, and last year I didn't go because of the obvious reason it was the virus was canceled. And now this summer, it's in the summer, so I don't think I can go either. But everyone always go looking for the next better deal. I'm right. thankful that Pearl and Siljan give me equipment when I tour. So I can have the drums I like and the cymbals I like and sticks from Big Firth and whatever. That, that's, I'm thankful for it. I'm yeah. already thankful. I'm not looking, whatever, look for it. And that's the stuff I bought when I was a kid at the music store in Sweden, at the Dalekalia Drum Center. I yeah. go buy the same things. And now you can get help when you're out on the road and get supplied with the gear you want to play, right? Why would you look for anything? I and mean, people always looking for more and more and more. I'm thankful for what I have, right? And what that's the people awesome. around me. And those people are nice people in yeah, the company. Awesome. They answer the phone. Hey, I need a new cymbal or in my drums. I need another drum kit in Japan and they help you out and it's uh, overwhelmingly they don't have to but they do it because they're, yeah. they're a good company and they and they and they and I never expected anything like that I'm thankful for that that's a privilege and yeah. it's not something yeah. you should take lightly they can be easily Absolutely. taken away from you right yeah but you see people have students coming to me and asking my drum students oh why do I get endorsement I say I don't know what you mean you know what do you do no but you play all the time you get to know people and you see something you like and it becomes a relationship and you work it out and it's not like a, like a business deal it's like a relationship because I like the drums yeah I bought them all my life pearl drums I bought yeah. Sildjian cymbals all my life yeah so and I'm thankful they helped me but whatever happens, I would still buy them anyway, right? Yeah. You, know, you know, it wouldn't matter, yeah, yeah. right? Because I wouldn't want to play something I don't like. It's an instrument. You know, I want the drums to sound a certain way. I want a certain quality. And you have to have a product that you like. Yeah. To use another product just because someone give it to you, it doesn't matter. I don't right, want it. Right, you know? right. It's like you like the girl you like, right? You know, you know, you know oh, but she's have, have more money. I don't care if she's have no money, right? You know, it doesn't matter. If you like someone, you like someone. You know, like what you like. You know, that's it's true. And that people always get caught up in that stuff. And oh, I get a better gig, I get more money. No, I like to play songs I like. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I don't care if it's the best paying gig in the world or if it's the make most sense. I like to play with people I like. Well, music your, I like. Your you know? relentless positivity has always impressed me and the fact that you're you know grateful and you understand how lucky you are i think a lot of people don't and it, you know and, and that, that's the truth of it you know is there's so much to be thankful for especially people like us who make our money doing pretty much exactly what we want we play yeah. music you know yes like it's amazing how, how lucky we no, are but, but you know it doesn't matter if you play in a bar yeah or if you play in an arena you're playing like your life depends on it. It's like the battle, yep. battle of all yeah. battles, right? Yeah. Like we're going to the battlefield, the Vikings are getting the shield, getting the sword <laughs> yeah. ready, like riding into battle. Yeah, you yeah, know, you know, like the Lord of the Rings movie, right? That's where they, 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 it's the, and that's is take no prisoner. It's just like all or nothing, and that's the attitude you have to have. You can't just oh yes, get cruise through it. I can't. Yeah, yeah. we've yeah. had that conversation several times on the podcast now, where. 
You know, we talk about uh, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you're playing a, a little festival and there's a thousand no. people there or if you're playing in a bar and there's three people there. No. You know, those three people came out to see you and you have yeah. to play your heart out for them so that they can enjoy their night because that's why you're the, you're the reason they're there. Yeah, but, you, you know, know, sometimes I don't even, you know, I appreciate it, but I play for myself too. I want to have fun when I play. Sure. If it's no yeah. fun, then, then I wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah. That's why sometimes you switch bands and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Or you don't play for a while. If sometimes if it's not fun, you know, and I don't want to play this. Okay, it's not, I don't want to do it anymore. I do something else. Or then you can do, and I, I balance off from teaching and go traveling. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, during the pandemic, it's been two years since there's been any travel. Right. And, 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 um, yeah, and it sucks I miss it. You know, have but, you done but, any, um, any kind of, of the big one, stuff One like that? real concert in Miami, Monsters of Rock cruise okay. party. We played with my new band. Okay. Um, United Metal Coalition with Dave Spitz from they used to be in Sabbath for oh, wow. a record or two and then Dave Linsk from Overkill yeah, and cool. a guy called Daryl Beach who sang with the band Salty Dog we did some covers right. like some Priest and Sabbath at the party and Larry the guy that has the Monster Rock Cruise is a friend of mine for half my life so he was kind enough to let us play Can we? and he said you want to play and I said yeah sure because yeah. a lot of bands couldn't come in. It was the, with the COVID restrictions and stuff. So yeah, we did sure. one show like that. It was great, and we had a good time. So now we're going to do it That's more cool. because that was just put together kind of for that event. But now I enjoyed it. I tasted it again. Yeah. Like <laughs> I had a good steak for a while. And said, oh, I can be fine eating in McDonald's or Taco Bell. Now we had steak again. And I looked at my buddy Dave Blinsk. He's one of my best friends I ever had my life and we said I had a steak and he said like, oh, me too let's, 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 let's do this again you know, yeah, it's great man. and it's not all about anything else than being around people you like playing music you like you know and, and that's all 100%. it has to be yeah 100% you have to be true to yourself you can lie to yeah. the other people but also another thing a lot of people they worry so much about the destination so they forget the journey to the destination yeah well said they, yes. for, they, they forget the, the journey you know so sometimes on the journey during the tour the end destination of a tour is when you come home yeah, exactly. You put the check in the bank and you go home to your wife and the kids and say, hey, how was the tour? Great. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the end the of journey. it. And so let's enjoy the journey. And same in life, right? The end of destination is when you – final stage of life, right? You check, check out. Stage left. You know, that's yeah. the end. So let's enjoy it while we're here, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Take advantage of it. And not waste any time being mean or angry. Sit on Facebook complaining about each other or saying bad things. Oh, this guy is this or that. And all the bands talking bad about each other. Why? You know? Why does it matter? Why give it having the energy? Yeah, Life I, is short. You know, it's one thing we don't have. No, much more. We can make more money, all of us. Can buy a new house. Can, yeah. can buy more drums or buy a new car. Yeah. But you can't buy more time. We only have as much time as we have here. Yep. When the time's up, it's for any person, animal or anyone alive. We don't know what that is. That's so. it. We don't know. And we, no one knows how much time you got left. Yeah. No one does. Yeah. So let's take the time to enjoy what, when we're here because we could end tonight, right? You can end yeah. when you go outside. You can have a have an alien spacecraft crash on your foot and you get a staph infection and <laughs> pass away right from alien that, that would be my that would be my foot luck. intrusion you know you got a you know, you know, some alien object in your foot you know you alien know, no, no, foot but, intrusion yeah yeah but, but you never death. know right so, yeah yeah so i got i got to tell you you were talking uh, you talked about kiss and, and clearly you're you're a huge kiss fan so my uh, my son um and, and ben and i talk about our, my son all the time he's a he's a drummer he learned here at the school and everything and he's a great drummer and oh, he's uh, he's 18 now um, but we always joke around, you know, him and him and I always joke around. We're talking to his mom and stuff and, and, uh, talk about like, you know, what his first concert was. If you ask him his first concert, I don't remember what the answer is, but whatever, whatever concert is that he'd been to when he was mm-hmm. little. Um, but I always have to remind him that his first concert was actually Kiss and my wife was eight months pregnant yeah. and her and I went to a Kiss concert here at the Coral Sky and we were in the second row 
and all of a sudden these pyrotechnics started happening and some stuff just started you know exploding everywhere and as soon as that happened her entire stomach just shifted to one side and he just kind of moved inside of there whatever oh my god and yeah he like i don't know what what happened and so we always tell him like kiss was his first show and he was moshing in her stomach before uh, before he came out oh, so wow that's really cool <laughs> my well, my daughter she went to kiss concert with Carried by mom, pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was pregnant too. And the big belly go to the concert. Oh, it's awesome, man. So we have the family pictures with the band with the before and after pictures, you know. (laughs) That's awesome. Before pregnant, before, because I've been... I've been many concerts, you know. And Eric is a friend of mine, Eric Singer, for a long time. And he was kind enough to help the wife and the kid always. So how many Kiss concerts have you been to? A lot. (laughs) Uh, Less than 100, less than 100. I wanted to see 100, but I I don't know. I don't really count. I go anytime. If it's possible, I go... Yeah. To see it because it makes me happy. Yeah, because, man. you know, you see Paul Stanley solo show or Ace Freely solo show, whatever, you know, I go all the time. I yeah. don't have to be in the front row. I don't have to buy all T-shirts, but just to go and see it, you know. Instead, you know, you go see – I've seen it a hundred times before almost, right? Yeah. But, but it doesn't matter. It still makes me happy. I see James Bond movies. I've seen them a hundred times too. Star Wars a hundred times. <laughs> I'm the same way. So. I have this favorite movie with Nail and I, and I've, I just watched it again a couple of days ago. I must have seen the movie a like hundred times. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. movie is your favorite? Um, it's called With Nail and I. It's like oh. a movie by you, you know that um, movie uh, production company uh, Handmade Films. Yeah, you know? I heard about it. Yeah, it's like Life of Brian. They did that. And yeah, all that. it's George Harrison's thing. But anyway, it did, yeah, it's that movie. It's a movie by them. It's really awesome. It's about the sixties in London. It's cool. You know, I'm mine was boring. Empire Strikes Back must be the best movie. You know? Hey man, it's a <laughs> good movie. Must be the best movie. You know? Yeah, out of those three, it's my favorite one of yeah, those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Favorite but, James Bond, being from England. You know. That's a good question. I mean, Mo- movie, movie, or no, actor? actor, actor, movie. You can't pick. Oh, Sean favorite. Connery. Yeah, I, I like Roger Moore too. Yeah, I like Roger Moore. Yeah. Roger Moore. Worst one then. Yeah. Worst one. Um, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, absolutely, hands down. You know, I, you know yeah. <laughs> George Lazenby was was a good movie. Yeah, but but uh, you know, I never really got into Daniel Craig. He's a great actor. I didn't either. You know, when he gets the the movie Defiance, it was another movie, but he looks like a Russian guy. Yeah, you know, he doesn't look like a real James Bond. He doesn't have that that. Suave that that, that, that to, kind of yeah. smoothness. Like. He has more. He has more like rough edge grit to him than the other James Bonds. Yeah, the other ones are more smooth and. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm yeah, glad yeah. they brought back the PPK and the Astro Martin in later movies. I'm glad that happened. Yeah, that, the, the one was called Skyfall when he goes. Yeah. And we thought you weren't around, and he says so we saved it. And he goes picks up the DBX in the <laughs> yeah. warehouse. But oh yeah, oh yeah, he's back. <laughs> 007 for me. That, that that was a good movie. That was the best one with him. Yeah. I think Skyfall. Yeah. But at, at least he got the car back, you know, because when they have all these other things and they're drinking Heineken and it has a Morden pistol, you know, nah. Yeah, I that's the, not James Bond. No, James Bond, they always had a PPK, you know. You know yeah, that's absolutely. it. And they always and had the, the, the Martin. And the Martini. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he don't drink Heineken. He drink shaken, yeah. not stirred, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can't, we can't, we can't. It has to be certain things has to be. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it has to. Yeah. It has to be money penny. It can't be anyone else, you know. You know, it can't be some other. Yeah, the guy wrote it from, from. He lived in Jamaica, didn't he? And he did. I can't remember the name of the writer, but yeah, it was from Ian Fleming. That's Ian it. Fleming. Yeah, yeah. yeah it ju- it was I don't know where English I just pulled that Jamaica. from. <laughs> that was, impressive. That was a <laughs> random piece of knowledge that is probably like the <laughs> only good piece of knowledge I have tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was that was James Bond was that was a big deal, man. You know, James yeah, Bond, Dirty Harry too. I wonder what's going to be next oh, for I love, I love Clint oh, yeah. Eastwood movies. Dude, man. I love the one when he grabs the guy in the elevator. Sudden impact. Mm-hmm. Goes, listen, punk, to me you're nothing but dog shit. And a lot of things <laughs> could happen to dog shit. <laughs> Holy shit. That, I see that when I was a kid. Oh, my God. That's how the, that movie starts. He walks in the courtroom and then they stop the elevator on the way. 
I gotta watch it. I've never seen it. Oh, oh that's such an impact. That's the best Dirty Harry of them, I think. Dirty Harry. First one is greatest, man. He pulls these guns out that have these barrels that are like they look like they look like. 12-inch barrels on handguns. No. It's crazy. <laughs> no, but it's just a... 357 Magnum or but something. It's, 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 the, it's the, the, the way they filmed it. Yeah. yeah. They filmed it, and it became the, the weapon becomes a character. The way he looks, the way with, with the suit and tie, the, everything becomes a part of the movie, right? His, yeah. his whole persona becomes the uh, thing. Those, those and the movies and the sound. Movies. It was like there was something, a thought behind it, how they filmed it, the long and, the, the, you know, that a, era of 70s. A, yeah, I was going to say, there was a lot of good movies back then. Like Even mo- The Exorcist is made the like same time. movies are too. good today, but they're good for different reasons. Back you know, then, it was just good, solid acting and good writing. You see Exorcist, the, the movie, one of the best yeah. movies ever. It's made yeah. in the one room. Yeah. 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 Sitting in the room there, talking, you know. Yeah. You know, the whole thing, and it's very... Intense movie. I I love horror movies. That movie still freaks me out when her head spins around and everything. Ooh. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, that's a good Ooh. one. <laughs> I was raised I was raised Catholic, so like to watch that movie just freaks oh, me yeah. out. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it freaks me out. I love it. I love it, but it freaks me out. We got to drag you back to music. I think. Yeah. yeah so yeah. what's the, uh, the? I have a question which yeah. I'm curious about. Do you have a set of? Do you practice? Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course, yeah. we all practice. How much do you? Well, you'd think so, but you'd be amazed. <laughs> I, I want to say eighty percent of the people I've had on this show do not practice. It's incredible. Which I mean, I, I practice now. There was a time when I didn't, but I practice yeah. quite a lot now. No, you but, practice. Yeah. So how uh, how much would you say you practice, and what do you practice? No, but when I practice, if I go on tour or gonna do a record, I practice before. Yeah. If course. I do a tour, I put the songs in the headphones like I always did and play along to the songs. Yeah, just like that, and sit in the garage or in my room. And I have a, one room in the house I play drums with. It. Do and you then, still then, do like rudiments and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you have to always a little bit, you know. Not as much as I wish to, but but I do some stuff, and I just sit and play drums. You know, yeah. sometimes I just sit and play and just, just wing it, you know. So yeah. you have? Do you have like a proper acoustic kit set up? Yeah, three, yeah. three, two nice. in the garage for my students. So I have one I play with the students, and one in the house. Okay, in my house with all my my collectibles in their room, I play it there. You know? Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So teaching from home these days. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I don't yeah. want to go. I want to. You know, I'd rather have less students and they come to me. The right. one that's real serious can come out to Loxahatchee. And if they don't, you know, if you, that's better that way, you know. Yeah. Because cool. then, you know, when you teach in a place, in a business, you're limited to, they want to, there's certain things they want to, the kids want to learn a song. I want yeah. them to learn to play. Right. They have to learn to play. I was teaching them, well, I'll teach that song. Oh, next song. It's a great business model, but they don't really learn anything. Yeah. They can play a bunch of stuff, but they don't know what they're playing. Yeah, it's like driving a car. You can drive like a race car driver, but you don't know where Publix is. You know, you know what I mean. You know, you have to. <laughs> no, that, and that's a, that's a concern, definitely. And I know what you're talking about, and that you and and it's something that what, what we because I work here at LMC, and it's something that we're aware of here. You know, it's not just like learn a million covers. You know, it's not what it's about. You have all. to understand a little bit of everything, and you have to yeah. put it in place. You yeah. Know? yeah, absolutely. To put it to use. So, do you? Have you ever been in a band where you were a big part of like the writing process? One band, Jet right. Black Racing, and the record never came out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, like, no. So, but what kind of thing was that? Was it no, that was it was in Los Angeles. It's um, ten years ago. Okay, a guy, a friend of mine, Dan Fastuka, he rented a aircraft hangar where they park airplanes. Yeah, and we built it into a studio. Toby Wright, oh, they did wow. all that uh, Alice in Chains records and stuff, and Kiss, Metallica. Oh, sick. He was in part of it too, and he we had the, everything set up. We recorded live, drums and guitar and bass, and we do demos. Then we send it down. down so we build a loft, so the drums were upstairs and the whole room, like a big room, like maybe fifty by fifty feet room, and then we blanketed it in. Then it was the aircraft hangar, 
outside. It was like like the way you park if you airplanes. And then it was a, a building with a small rooms, apartments, or like office buildings, and yeah. then a loft. So in the loft, we recorded drums. Downstairs in one of the rooms, we isolated a booth for the singer to sit and write songs. So we're sending down the demos. <laughs> cool. And we were there for months. I think oh, the so he was in this like soundproof little booth, like just writing, and then he'd send Yeah, and we were writing down. riffs up there. Then we put it, then we learned it. Then we, then when we, oh, this is a good song, we did a demo. Then we go and cut it again. Right. And then he put the real vocals on, and then they mixed it. Okay. Uh, that was the best, probably the best recording experience, one of the best ever. And it yeah, came cool. out amazing, but for whatever reason, it never saw the light of day. Right. It's a lot of money. Was that it, was, it wasn't even released? Or? Nope. Wow. you got to wonder why anyone would even do that. And that's quite a common story. You know, albums get made and then just lost like that. No, know? but it was more to it with the, how we're going to launch it, everything. And, okay, you know, yeah. And, and yeah. It was, uh, and with the yeah, guy, Dan, had a race car team, too. Right and stuff. It's a lot of things have to lock up, and then there has to be investors and stuff to do it. What we wanted to do would have cost a lot of money, and I don't I think gotcha. it could have been done right. And then we just waiting. I hope one day it's still gonna see the light of day. It was an amazing record, yeah, and it was an amazing experience. But that was that we all had actually a part of writing. Otherwise, oh, cool. we used with my death metal band in Sweden. I said, we sit me and the guitar player and the singer do riffs, and I can play the drums to a guitar riff. Yeah, cool. But that's what's, not really what's that uh, band is that called? Without grief. Without that was grief. the first record I did. Where yeah. Jacob Hansen was the engineer. Oh, wow. And he's the guy that do all the Volbeat and all that stuff now. Yeah, cool. Yes, and then Danish guy. So that's death funny. Metal's making a big comeback in Florida. There's all these yeah. little Death Metal bands. Yeah, there. I don't think I want to play that anymore. I think I'm too old now. It hurts too much to play that fast. You have to, then you have to practice a lot more. You know? Sometimes you have those records. Someone sent me, oh, the BPM is 222. So why? Slow it down. Nope, that's the way I wrote it with a drum machine. But, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> people and then the mix <laughs> it, and then they're sitting there we're playing pieces and pieces putting it together and then 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 uh, it's not really you know what do you say you know people forgot how it was to do real record wonder if Led Zeppelin or Jimi Hendrix came out today and oh that's good Jimmy do that again okay do it again okay and piece it together wouldn't have happened the magic would have been gone yeah, yeah. so this is something that you could probably that's kind of the same as with the movies the yeah. old movies even Star Wars it was actually models they're flying around yeah. and then now it's all CGI right they're all yeah. animated you know so, so it's it's Whatever, man. It's different times, you know. It's not right or wrong. It's just I prefer the old way of doing it, you know. Yeah. I remember I saw the when a long time ago when it came out. I saw the Demolition Man with Sandra Bullock and Rambo, right? You know, great movie. And then they, and she goes to him, "Hey, you want to have sex?" And they put the machine on him. Wow! And then they said, hey, "We're gonna do the old way." And then, and then in the movie, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the music. Putting the machine on, it's all like, what is this? You know, but it's not what you think it is, right? I prefer the old way with both situations, you know. <laughs> no, no cyber reality and no a real studio with real tape. I know. Real meta microphones, everything. you know. But I was, I was reading. You know what? I'm not going to get into Facebook meta right now. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> do, you like, do you like – you talk about like old school and stuff. Do you like recording um, like – Today, the way things are today, where it's all digital and you got the Pro Tools. Yeah, I don't mind recording players. with that system. Do that doesn't like, matter. Or do you like the old school with the tape and all that kind yeah, of stuff? That's great, but the tape is also expensive yeah. and hard to get. And you only get 17 minutes each side. Yeah. Yeah. So it's expensive. And then no one has those machines anymore. Patrick yeah. actually told me it's every scene would belong to one of his buddies. Like I've got a scene in my studio. I use it every now and again just for like an effect. You just, know? just because. Yeah, no, but it's, it's, it's different. Yeah. But I don't mind digital recording. What I mind is when it gets too much of this. Oh, this one doesn't look like this one line up with this. Do that again. It looks a little off. 
listen, you can't hear it. What's little off is what makes it sound like a band playing. Yeah. When he's sitting, every bass drummer, do, 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 no, no, move it over. Or, and then they trigger it later. Only trigger I like is the Smith & Wesson trigger. You know? I don't like that. <laughs> I put on the drum, you know? it's not the, That's the I most metal thing you've said yeah, so far. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. It's true. Someone yeah. asked me how trigger. I got Smith & Wesson, Walter Colt, a bunch of triggers, but not, <laughs> not on the drums. You know, The drums, I like them. I don't want to hurt them. You know? Don't put the trigger that. on that. You know, you know the Just thing weird. is, it, it requires that what, what like, all of this technology can do is make somebody who can't play better. But if you can play, it makes it worse. You know, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, lose not, some not, of that not feel. You're losing something down the line, I think. I agree. I agree but then sometimes, but on the other hand, when you send a record, if I did a record, like, you know, we all recorded the record here and we didn't use all the modern enhancement, the record label and a lot of the kids would probably think, oh, that's not good enough, you know, because right. they're so used to hearing it processed. Yeah. They don't even used to hear it. And, yeah. and at that point, so now it's an interesting time in music because someone's going to record it real. And do it right, like Led Zeppelin style, Rainbow, Deep Purple. It's that style, a real record, a new band. And that band going to be the next big thing. That's just a fact. It's not because the same as grunge came when metal became complacent with the, all the... the, the yeah. <laughs> like 400 guys. Whoa! Perfect football, you know, and all the like, you know, and then someone wanted something raw. Yeah. I never liked the grunge. Yeah. And I didn't understand at the time how what happened. Oh, my God. And everyone's miserable. Look, oh, I don't want to be here. You know, I'm uh, miserable, which was weird. Weird attitude, anti-hero kind of attitude. Sure, I didn't sure. understand it. Yeah. And, and I still never understand that part. But I do understand the part back to basics. That it go because when something gets too big, it has to reset and go back to normal again. Because it's not – now all the metal it it's, not, it's not even powerful. It's not even metal anymore. It's become some yeah. video game. Well, it right. loses, loses soul. Super Mario, Super World, Nintendo All Star soundtrack. You know what yeah, I mean? And eight string guitars and six string basses, and yeah, it becomes something. What metal is not supposed to be, in my opinion. I'm not saying it becomes it's right jazz, wrong. basically. No, it becomes it becomes like very loud. It becomes fast fake jazz, fake music, right? fake music, gotcha. yeah. fake metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Make me- America metal identity again. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody has to be right. Black Sabbath, yeah. Judas Priest, all those bands. Imagine if that the rawness of it is that it's not 100% perfect maybe you know sometimes yeah I agree with that's you that's just that, my personal opinion yeah and, and it, I play it, on a lot of records and someone probably be mad and say oh well, what about my record yeah, it doesn't matter you know my favorite records are the one that sounds like me playing drums not like sounds like a drum machine right yeah because you know, oh, yeah, you know no, that's just the way it is 100% because I'm not perfect I'm far from perfect I'm pretty sloppy probably if you compare it to the drum machine for sure <laughs> and the drum machine you don't want to get fed <laughs> he can play for hours. <laughs> he don't want to get paid. You know, he's a Roland. He's a, he's a no drummer. No drummer likes Roland. No drummer <laughs> likes that mixing with the eyes sitting there doing Nintendo video game out of the record, you know. Well, I've got to uh, say, you know, specifically for drums, it's an interesting thing because, you know, you can get pretty close to a good drummer with software. You can't get it exactly the same, but you can get it pretty close. Like, guitar... Is a little bit harder. You can kind of do it with guitar these days. You know, voice obviously is is it's almost impossible to, to just completely fake. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah. exactly. Soon they're yeah. gonna have a Freddie Mercury sing on your record. Yeah, exactly. On a click of a button. You know, yeah, ninety nine cents a song. You know, you someone know, kind right. of invite it. there. Yeah, yeah. But the drums is definitely the one where it's like you can get pretty close. You know, but then I like to think I can tell if it's a real drummer or not. Who knows? Yeah, but if I but can. some some stuff. Sometimes you know I don't I don't mind it. It's just uh, I like yeah. I like the other one better. If sometimes a good record like Gary Moore, Wild Frontier, it was all drum machine. 
it sounds great. But then it's drum machine, and then it's the other guys are playing, and it's not messed with. Yeah. So they're playing to the machine. So one thing is, is 100% sterile. But then the rest, now everything is messed. That's when it makes it sound. If you have just a drum machine, if you only tweak the drums... And then you let the guitars be live, or you had tweaked a little bit of the drums and a little bit of the guitar. It depends how you do it, you know. Some some records are, but I find it interesting. All the new they use the same samples, yeah. You know, on the the snare drum sounds and same guitars, like reamping guitars and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. It's, even if there's real players and you have a little bit of flavor, it's just weird to me. You know, all the time, like a Black Sabbath or Judas Priest or Van Halen or Jimi Hendrix or Pink Floyd or Rolling Stones, they all sounded different, have their own sounds, and that's what made that band that band, their own voice. Yeah. Now a lot of things, a lot of metal records. Uh, and a lot of even my wife likes that pepper and stuff like that, which is pretty good. Little yeah. little light stuff, you know, and the good players. But it's all sound the same kind of thing with different voice. Yeah. It's a different singer, so that's what separates it. But right, the whole band, the, all like the guitar sounds. The are, industry decided, okay, this is the best guitar tone. This is the be- this is what we're using. It becomes it. more like that. It becomes more Uniform, generic. Yeah. The personality is yeah. missing a lot of times. I think not always, but a lot of them. And that's, so when you're when you're doing uh, when you're doing your live recordings and things um, for whoever you know whoever you're playing with at the time or recording with at the time yeah. are you doing um, click tracks and things? Yeah, 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 yeah. of course, obviously yeah, yeah. you have to okay, yeah. because you know we we never meet. In person, a lot of times. Sure. I did a new record with a guy called Alex Stevens. It's interesting. I did in uh, maybe it was almost twenty years ago. I played in Georgia, and it's two kids outside with the one guy. Mom and the mom comes. Hey, do you mind if they can have a guitar pick or something? I said, oh, I'll go in and see. And I, I don't remember if they came in before and saw sound check or not. But they were outside, and they can you have a drumstick. You know, can you have a set list? You know, people ask questions. I don't remember sure. what I gave them. If I gave them a set list, or if I gave them a broken stick, or what it was. But but I think I. Might have given a snare drum head or something because they hang out all the. They were the two first people in line in, in Atlanta. I never forget. <coughs> this little kid with curly hair and, 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 and standing, I'm a guitar player. Okay. And I said, cool. You know, so I, I don't know if they saw the sound check or not, but I remember it. I remember yeah. it because some people remember that. I see myself in that when I was a kid. I stand outside and waiting and waiting. With, my mom didn't go with me, so I went by myself. Right. And they ask, how old are you? Oh, I'm 15. And I'm like 11 or something. <laughs> but whatever, you know. But um, that's cool, man. Anyway, anyway, so. Years go by, and now the kid emailed me or called me up and said, hey, remember, I'm Alex, you know, we met. Oh, cool. And he wanted me to play on the record. That's really and cool. And his record, and I did a record with him, and I'm happy because the circle is now complete, you know. Yeah. And he played it to me today. It was Ripper was singing, Ripper Owens singing one song, and said he had Mark Bowles, and the guy from Symphony X, Mike LaPone, played bass. Bill mm-hmm. Hudson, the guy from my band Northdale, yeah. he mixing the, recorded the bass for the, the bass player for the record. So there's a lot of friends we've been together in, in different situations. But now we did it for that kid that came to the concert one time. And that makes me more happy than anything else because his kid was had a dream and he came there and we talked at the show and with his mom. And I remember his mom sending a nice email and saying, thank you so much for being nice and blah, blah, blah. And you don't hear anything. And it's been like 15, 16, 18 years, whatever, right? Yeah. I think 2004. 18 years. And now we did a record together. And I'm that's hearing cool. the first mix today, actually. So. That, I think that's it's an awesome I wish I could story. play it. Yeah, I wish it I could play it. Yeah, that's an awesome Under story. contract with the lawyers and all the people. One, <laughs> 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 I don't want to have to call in the beast, Dave Spitz, the big, big-time big lawyer. Right? You know what I, what I really enjoy about talking to you about music is, um, you know, there's, there's certain people in this world who can suck the joy out of everything and make, and make you feel like oh music's kind of dying so, or like there's not much going on you, you know speak to someone like you and it's just oh I've been doing this I've been doing that I've been yeah. doing the other yeah, you know it's all going on if you want to listen you know. listen it depends what you want to do you want to sit home and look at your shoes my life is miserable I'm not that guy yeah, I man. look at the bottle and see is there water in there yeah there's some water left 
if it's empty, I go fill it up. Yeah. I don't let it go empty. I don't want to drive the car till it goes on red on the gas tank and gets stuck on the road. I gas yeah. up before it runs out. Yeah, man. And it's always something good to see. Yeah. If, you know, even in the worst times in history, it's always been something. Yeah. Good always win, right? Happiness. It's always someone that's happy and do something nice, you know, yeah, totally. to other people, you know. You know, it's always someone do something, the right thing, you know. Because there's more good people than bad people. Yeah. It's always yeah, is. 99 out of 100 people all around the world, no matter how you look like, no matter where you come from, are nice people. It's one out of 100. And that's the assholes. We see them, you know. We see them and we make exceptions. If you go to Jamaica and get robbed, you know, you're never going to go back. You're going to hate that place, you know. <laughs> you go there and you meet your wife, you know, you're going to be very happy, right? You know, yeah. this is your honeymoon every year, right? Perspective is everything. Yeah, so, yeah and the perception becomes reality when you yeah. have those experiences, right? You know. It's true. But, 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 you know, that's what you have to look at. You know, people complain, oh, music, it's over. No, it's just changing. Yeah. Change is constant, you know, whether we like it or not. It's always going to change. Yeah. Life is going to change. Only thing is certain is death and tax, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. Tax man wants his cut and we're going to die, you know, one day. But until then, you know, we make sure we, we have a good time on the way. You know, Absolutely, man. And it's so nice to see you, I've got to tell you. Um, I think at this point, it'd probably be a good idea to, uh, to go to a, um, a clip of you playing some music and then we'll be right back. Yeah.
561 Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. Uh, Handlebars is a biker bar in Tequesta. It was reopened by my father-in-law, Peter Pinello. He uh, saw that um, it used to be called Judy's and it started falling into disrepair. And the guy who was running it, Victor, who's a great guy, he was just kind of getting... Uh, you know, tired of running it. So um, my father-in-law took it over and he revamped it. And we've got great cold beers on tap. We've got great food. Bernsey does the food. You can come and say hi to Bernsey. And uh, we do a bike night every second Thursday of the month. So it's going to be coming up this Thursday. But unfortunately, it's tomorrow and the podcast doesn't come out till Friday morning. So no, <laughs> it doesn't matter. There's no point in me telling you about sure. that. But the fourth Sunday of every month, there is an open jam that I run, and that's just a good time. We do it out the front there, um, under the awning in the front of the place. It's a little place, and um, it's just very unique. You know, there's not. It's been there for a really long time. It's definitely like a local spot, and you can meet some real characters in there. And there's always bikes out front. And uh, yeah, come and check it out. Handlebars Bar and Grill. In, it's in Tequester on US One, little yellow building. You can't miss it. Cool. And our uh, our second sponsor is also a uh, festival sponsor, and it, that is uh, Backsaver LLC. And Backsaver LLC is right here in West Palm Beach. Uh, Dr. Christopher White, uh, board certified chiropractor, uh, good friend, great, amazing chiropractor. Um, if you have any kind of issues with your back, this guy is uh, is uh, magic. I would say he uh, he definitely uh, can can hook you up and fix you up. Um, Backsaver LLC. Talk to Dr. Christopher White. Tell him that uh, 561 Music sent you, that Hector and Ben sent you, and uh, and we appreciate his support for uh, for the 561 Music Festival. Yeah, absolutely. So our final sponsor is Oasis Root Carver Bar. Now, this place is in Seagrate Square on just off Indian Town Road in Jupiter. Um, they sell coffee and carver and cratton tea, and it's one of these joints that you can just go and hang out. It's a, it's like a bar, except no one's drunk. So, you know, I, I think that's great. And uh, Jim, who runs it, uh, makes sure that um, all the carver that he gets in is very high quality. He gets it from uh, a contact on the West Coast, and then he has it ground himself. So if you want very high quality carver, um, if that's your thing, then... Um, Go and check out Oasis Root. It's a little bit different than a lot of these other places that do it because, you know, it's not kind of trying to be a sort of club atmosphere or anything like that. It's it's very chill. It's kind of like a cafe atmosphere. And um, there's always just people hanging around. It's got a little bit of a community. You know, everyone who's in there, there's a lot of regulars who always go in and hang out. And they do a poker night and um, they got a foosball table. It's pretty chill. You should go check it out. He's also very cool in that he wants to support the podcast. And uh, so thank you very much, Jim, for supporting the podcast. And uh, yeah, I'll see you soon, I'm sure. I'll go in there from time to time. It's a cool spot. Cool. All right. So uh, that was pretty impressive uh, video that we just saw of you just destroying the drums what were you playing now we were playing at the monster rock cruise pre-party in miami and uh, what's that new band the united metal coalition yeah and it's a cool name now we played um, the um, it's great it's great because it's my friend dave from overkill dave linsk and, yeah. and dave spitz from there was in sabbath for a while and and then that was called daryl beach there was the salty dog 
Yeah. I'm not familiar with Salty Dog, you know, but but, but uh, he's a nice guy and a good friend. We're all friends. So we hang out even if we don't play. So that's, that's what great. It's that's perfect. But we played. I'll show you that. It's funny if I say that the music is a snapshot from your life. Played some covers there, right? You know, and it's a soundtrack of my life. Painkiller. We played that song, the Judas Priest cover. Yeah. And and that drummer, Scott Travis, it really changed my life for drums. You know, when that album came out, and even before with Razor X, when he played, it was like the way he played that yeah. doing the things with the feet was unbelievable. Huge influence, and he's an yeah. amazing drummer. You know, Razor X is probably one of the best, best uh, metal shred records ever. Second Heat, the second one with Scarified, and on. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but that's definitely worth checking out. Razor X, Second Heat. You know, that's a good one. Yeah, I will and, do. You know, I'm not super then, familiar with it. I've heard of it. No, it's Paul know. Gilbert and, right. and, and Scott Travis. You know, oh, cool. And then the, Jeff Martin was the singer right. that later played drums in Badlands when Eric Singer right. left. And he played drums with George Lynch and a bunch of bands. You know. but, but no, but that's the, um, it's a, it was a good time playing. You know, and I like the video because you can see the drums from behind. And if you look closely, you can see it's two bass drums but only one pedal moving because I double pedal. Okay. When we play festivals, sometimes I'm scared to use them both. They're not going to sound the same. Oh, we don't right. have real sound check. You just show up and, well, unka, 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 unka. Now you have to have them both the same. Even right. if a double pedal, I don't really like it as much as two bass drums. But, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's something that I remember from your setup is, yeah, you use the two, don't you? Like that. Yeah, so, always. Yeah. But when it's a, if it's not real sound check, either I'll run them two of the same microphones with the same length cable, same cable on a Y split cable. Because okay. if you have one short and one long, it might not sound the same. Yeah. And then really? you have them on one channel, so you have the two drums. Yeah. Or you run them if you have a sound check you can use, of course. What's two. the uh, decision to use two kick drums? Is it just it's like easier to play? I always had it, and it's easier to play the mechanics. You don't have the thing. And yeah. then you can put the mic, you can put the gate a little harder because it open and closes. It's half the hits instead right. of one. Gotcha, yeah. Someone said to me, oh, well, well, you don't have two snare drums. But the snare drum is not as big a drum, much air moving. Yeah, that's the reason why you, it's easier with if you with two bass drums. It's easier to mix it with two if yeah. you have the time to do proper sound check. Yeah, so yeah. you don't get if everyone if you don't unka unka, you have to have it the same. Yeah, because you can't have just one louder than the other or something or unk. Was boom, there bad, a, bad, yeah, I, could, I see what you're Nightmare, saying. Nightmare, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that till right now. So, who's the? Uh, was there an influence? So, how come you went with the two? With the two, I yeah. always said two. Cozy Powell. Right, Rainbow, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. what are you gonna do? Eric Carr with Kiss said too. Yeah, you know, you know, Tommy Aldridge. Yeah, you know, they all had two kick drums. You yeah, know? man. When they back in the day, not the Ampeisty though, and John Bonham, that one, but Cozy Powell. I saw him had a video when I was a kid, München '77, uh, Germany, Rainbow. You know, yeah, that was like awesome. holy shit, man. Rainbow <laughs> Rising, Cozy Powell. That was like unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> drummer. You know, the power. It's yeah, like having all these symbols on the side. Hitting the cymbals on those cymbals in the front, just the two toms, two big 26-inch kick drums, right and high it, and then the crash cymbals, flat stands on the side. There was no, no, no compromise. That guy was a warrior. If there oh, were yeah. Vikings from England, he would have been one of them. Yeah, been. <laughs> oh, there are plenty of Vikings from England. They were all in York, remember? <laughs> yeah. Now this guy, he maybe made, he's descended from the Vikings. Yeah, that were this in guy, York. this was a real beyond Viking. You know? so, but, <laughs> I mean, no, but I like two bass drums. Yeah, even when you got. When I was young, you know, Tommy Lee, you know, that Red Hot and Live Wire, those songs, and, and, you know, Scott Travis, Mickey D from King Diamond and Snowy Show that replaced him. Yeah. They all had two kick drums, you know. Yeah. The one rack makes it easier, compact with everything. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I like the one rack and two kick drums, and a yeah, floor cool. tom on each side is good to have, but sometimes I don't bring floor them. Floor tom on each side? Yeah, you okay. know, when I was a kid, I had that, because when you hit the one bass drum, yeah. it sounds boomier, the right one. Yeah. But then another one, clock, 
boom. And it's the floor tom vibrating from the sound of the kick drums. I put one on each side. So uh, now it sounded more the same when I play. That's cool. why I did it. Yeah, that And makes then sense. I started when you mess around, you're playing, and so you do symmetric drumming when you teach. When I teach drums, I set up the drums a little different. Yeah. So I have floor tom on each side and the right here and right here. So I can play, you can play. Right. Lead with the left on the right, you know, so you can do for more advanced drumming. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, just get both sides of the body just yes. yeah, equally to as To play good. the same same patterns, but you switch from right and left. And yeah, you know, do like if you do a roll, the other way too, if you have a floor tom. Yeah, when you practice in live, yeah. of course, we're gonna play what's easy. Yeah, we're not gonna do anything hard when you play live. You're gonna play use 10% of what you got, you know, when you yeah, play live. Yeah. I like that 10 15 percent, yeah, so you can play it good. Yeah, Instead of sure. playing, I don't want to play it. People say, oh, is it too fast? No, I can play that fast, sometimes a faster song. But when you go and sit and do it live every night, you have something sliding around or something. I'd rather play slower. Yeah, you don't want, exactly. You don't, you don't want the stress of like, trying to, trying to not, not being able to play yeah, the but, thing but, but, in some, front but, of a some, but sometimes if you eat too close to the gig, you freeze up. Yeah. If it's too fast. And first song, always those metal bands. Oh, just do the fast one first. Why? want to warm up and get the blood flowing. And then you do the, uh, yeah. so you do a medium tempo first. But yep. And then if you have a first one super fast, it's hard for the guy to dial in the sound. Even if you do sound check, people come in and sound different. It's a mess, the first song usually. You know? I know with No Name Scar Band, um, it's a little different, more different with Kilbillies because we can stretch out over three, four hours and, and it's a bit more jammy. But with No Name Scar Band, everything I do is like that. It's like 15% of what I could do just so that I can have fun on the gig and I can jump around yeah. and I can be I can perform you know yeah but <laughs> like, sometimes sometimes it's a band that the time determined that it demands attention yeah then I practice before a lot right yeah because yeah. you have to be able to if the song is a certain tempo and it's fast for me then I play practice faster you know right. just a double kick faster and then you have ways to cheat if you if it doesn't fall apart so it doesn't fall apart yeah but then also it depends. Also, it matters that people, the singer and the guitar player and a bass player, everyone see one, two, three, four. Yeah. So you know which one and two. And a lot of times, now you're playing on one and three instead of. So you have to, everyone has to be ready for that. And if yeah, you don't practice sure. all the time, it falls apart, right? Yeah. People right. have the in-ears and they just listen to their own guitar or get bass, whatever. So it's a lot of chance it can go south. Yeah, And I don't like that. I like when it can be, and you can recover. I remember um, a while back, uh, I played a gig with a, a friend of mine who'd never played kind of like punk rock with the with the double time uh, with the double time snare, just completely threw him. He couldn't figure out where the one was at all. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. When the drums start to get fast like that, you definitely got to know what you're doing. No, but you know, it's not. You just have to know if you practice all the time. Yeah, that's great. No, it's not going to be a problem for sure. But when you do a lot of times, we fly in. We live in different parts of the world. We fly in and do a show. Yeah, and 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 it's no one's fault. They're great players. Yeah, most of them, you know. But, but, but it still doesn't matter how great you are if you're not used to it together. Yeah, you, everyone true. feels timing a little different and a little bit, you know. Yeah. So it's not that, you know. People you're right. The band settles into a groove if they play together a lot. Yeah, you're right. It's a, it, you and know, you know, you know, that's where Kilbillies has got now as we've settled into our groove, you know. Yeah. And it's funny. Sometimes well, faster, faster, guitar player goes, go faster, bass player, go slower. Dude, I'm the drummer. You know, you know I hate when they try to pick it up. Yeah. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know because, you know, that, that, that's, you know. You know, you should. In that perspective, it's good to have it on click track, live with tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's no question of what tempo. Are you program it? This is the tempo. And they always say, it's too slow. It felt like too slow. Dude, I have the machine. It always you feels put, too slow live. Yeah, yeah. It? But, yeah. you know, I have the machine here. And <laughs> yeah. you 
have the, the you set the tempo. But the tempo doesn't matter. If it's a good groove, it doesn't matter if it's fast or slow. I agree. Why worry that. worry about what matters? And that's what people forget sometimes. They worry about it doesn't matter. People in the crowd, they don't sit with a metronome and check the tempo. They don't stand <laughs> with an auto tuner and say, Oh, the guitar bending out of tune. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just do it live. It's live. Yeah. yeah. What if you're gonna dissect? Same. Wonder if their wives do the same to them in the bedroom. You know, when they go <laughs> home at night. I'm sorry. You, you're going a little bit. Can you turn a little bit this five inches this way? Can you hold it still there? Okay. Okay. Like this. A little bit more up. A little more up. A little harder. A little, harder, a little slower. Have, you know. You have know, you been yeah. spying on me? Yeah. Yeah. No. no, no <laughs> but, you know, it's the same thing, right? You know, the fun yeah. is gone at that point. You know? yeah, yeah, it's yeah. what it is. You wing yeah. it, and then if it's good, it's good, and if it's not good, don't call someone else. You know. You know? <laughs> yeah. Totally. All right, mate. Well, listen. I think we're going to call it a day. So, um, what I would love to say first is thank you for coming dude oh, thanks oh, for absolutely yeah, absolutely. yeah it's so cool for you to come and do this with us you're a real pro you're one of the few no. people we've had on this show not one of the few people you're one of the people we've had on this show that really does it and has done it with some of the best in the world and it is it's a privilege oh so thank, thank you. you it's a privilege too the friendship yeah man it's all good we play music we play music all of us we're yeah, all the yeah. same you know we just like music we like it to play we like to have fun hang out with friends yeah. who cares if you play in the bar Exactly. Tomorrow night or in the arena, it's all the same, really. Yeah. It's all a big family of music, happy guys, you know, yeah. all musicians. Hell yeah, man. Anyone that has the guitar, you know, play different music, doesn't matter. I like originality. Yeah. That's what I like with you. You don't give a shit. You do whatever you want. It's, I'm Ben, <laughs> I'm ben <laughs> one, so look at this. And I tell the people, I like that, you know, because yeah. it's just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't try to be your, yourself. Yeah. It's very sad to see people trying to be someone else. Everyone has a personality, yeah. right? Yeah. You just yeah. don't try to copy someone else. It's like yep. a lot of players want to copy another player or another band or something. Why? Just do your own thing and oh, let yeah. everyone play whatever they want. That's what creates this my band Kindlen. We yeah. never tell each other what to play. Everyone plays their own style. They like more southern rock. I like more metal than the bass player. I don't know what he likes, but he'll do his own <laughs> thing. He plays the bass the wrong side, the left to the left, right? Oh, right so, okay. so, so, so he, and, but then it, when we play together, it sounds like a specific sound. Are you still doing that? Yeah, once in a while. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is what's coming up? Have you got anything in the pipes, anything in the pipeline it's that you'd like up. to promote? No, what's coming up is all, you know, it's different things, you know, small small things, biker bars and stuff like that. We're playing, you know, with that Shovelhead is a cover band I play with. It's a lot of Shovelheads, so I didn't know it was so many, the same name. <laughs> but it's the guys from Melbourne, that, that's that uh, one, okay. you know, that one. Right, gotcha. We have some shows. We go Daytona on Friday, you know. And okay. Again, we were last Saturday. We played it on the bike. Cool. Week. Yeah. But yeah. then we do that with the new metal coalition. We're going to write some songs, record Neat. that. That's awesome. Had a show with Northdale, I think, in Atlanta. And, but I'm not sure if the, what happens because everyone lives so far away. Right. You know, the sing, new singer lives in Brazil and the bass player in Sweden and the keyboard player in Missouri. Yeah. So, you know, in Atlanta, the prog power, you know, we'll see if what's going to happen. You know, we don't know. Yeah, you know, you know, of course, everyone has to fly in, and I haven't got the details. Yeah, so I hope it happens. You know, it would be fun to play a North Tail show. We did a few in Japan and Sweden two years ago, so it's time to do another one at least. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Because Japan it, is a good time, man. Yeah, Japan was great. Already. You know, Japan was great. You know, it's always great. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because it's people appreciate music, but they but people appreciate music everywhere. You know, I think so. Yeah, you know, it's just you know. People say, oh, this one crowd, they buy more records, one like music more, this kind of music. No, I think anywhere in the world, any nice person likes to have a good time. <laughs> they like to eat good food and they like good music. Yeah, exactly. And if they don't like it, we don't care because we don't need any more friends. We got each other, right? Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. we don't need, we don't you're care. You're absolutely right. And it's something that, you know, travel especially just yeah. really helps you see is, is that, you know, Around the world, you get nice people and assholes, and we're all essentially yeah, the same. Yeah, you know, listen, there's no nice borders. Like, there's like no borders. Me. There's no language. There's no flag. The flag is 
you know, the rock and roll flag, right, or whatever, and music is the language. And yeah, man. the border is the concert venue, right? <laughs> okay. you, know, you know, that's it. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, doesn't matter because people, it brings people together. Mm-hmm. And you see all those festivals in Europe and South America, all those people and people getting along. Yeah, How yeah. about that? 100,000 people coming to a festival, drinking and do God knows whatever else, yeah. sleeping with each other in the back of the, behind the dumpster. <laughs> and they're still coming home, driving back to work and having had a good time. And most, very rarely something, unless it's a, a collapse of the stage or something. But uh, people yeah. still getting along most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. those wild animals out in the back, you know, all the ones in the whole crowd, oh, people unleash the Vikings, you know, <laughs> all that, 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 that things out in the campground in Sweden when we were kids. And everyone went back to school on Monday, right? Yeah. And had a good time. And it was a great, it was, a, you know, that kind of thing, you know. So it's such a happy moment with all those, uh, those concerts, you know, the, the rock right. and roll or any kind of music. Because yeah. it doesn't matter what music you play. It doesn't That's matter. That's true, too. It doesn't matter if you don't play music. Just like it. There's nothing, you know, boundary between the fan or the, the band, right? You know, yeah. We all just want the same thing, have a good time. We want to play. We play for them and they, oh, yeah. they watch it. A lot of people in the crowd might be a musician. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm in the crowd watching another band, you know. It doesn't really matter. It matters that we... we the love we have for the music and unleashing that animal inside you, like the, the Viking or whatever, that inner spirit, you know, that, and we forget our problems mm-hmm. for, for a few hours, right? You go yeah. to a festival that weekend, we all forgot to pay the rent, you forgot to pay your property tax, whatever, <laughs> don't matter, do it on Monday or yeah. next week, you know. It doesn't matter because in that moment you forget your problem. Yeah, it's absolutely. a legal high, it's an escape from reality and that's what it should be. Totally. So shame on all those bands. One good pre- thing about music, when yeah. it hits, you feel no pain. Yeah, so that's shame on those bands that's going to preach politics. You go to a concert, nothing worse than they're bringing up. Whatever politics or whatever message to have, I don't want to hear it. My message is like, <laughs> Kiss message, rock and roll all night, party every day, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's no other message. You know, just have a good time, smile, leave with a smile on your face and come back for more next year, right? That's Absolutely. all it is. Yeah. You know, we're oh, kids yeah. in Sweden. We save up money all year. It's sometimes go see Iron Maiden in the summer at the football stadium. Imagine they come out, Eddie comes out and having a speech about, you know, you know something, <laughs> some political situation or some bad event in the world. I don't want to know. I just want to go see the Iron Maiden show and go home and had a, tell mom, oh, it was great. How was it? Oh, he came out. Eddie came out. We got a new T-shirt. And, and, and we drove home and we had cheeseburgers on the way home. And it was all great. You know, I had a good time. That's what music's supposed to be, an escape. Yeah. Not a reminder about anything else than a good time. I think, I think there's a lot of truth in that. I don't 100% agree, but I think there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. But um, coming up um, for the Kilbillies this week, we have... the. It's starting to get crazy, isn't it? Because we it, got it is crazy time for Killbilly. Yeah. So we have uh, Kilted Mermaid on Friday, yeah, in Vero. Yep. Uh, Saturday we're doing Blarney Bash in Boynton Beach midday, about yep. four o'clock or so. That's and, right. Uh, and, then, and then in the evening we're doing Jupiter, uh, Jupiter Elks, Elks Lodge. Lodge, and that is yeah. open to the public. And then on Sunday we're mm-hmm. doing uh, some support at Terra Fermata for a uh, worthy cause. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then Monday we we're actually off, and that is our only day off for like a whole like. Nine or ten days. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday we were playing the Lost Weekend the, opening party. Yeah, it's a uh, it's uh, the loft upstairs from Lost Weekends. So it is uh, it was the opening party. We'll be doing that. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday we're at Patty Max and it's uh, pre gaming for St. Patty's Day. Yeah. And then uh, Thursday all day at Patty Max, like yeah. noon to midnight or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, and then Friday we're doing Mega, Mega Malley's. Malley's. Yeah, yeah. Me- up in Melbourne. That's a really good time there. 
Yeah, and let's stop there because we can we can talk. Actually, you know what? We let's keep going because we don't have a we're we're not we, going to be recording a podcast right. next week because of all these gigs. Because of all these gigs, yeah. So then Saturday the nineteenth, Carson's Tavern. Yep, and and I'm playing the Square Grouper in the day with uh, with James, James as a duo, and then you've got what is it, Cork or something? Yeah, on I've got Sunday. A, a solo gig at Cork in Hope Sound on Sunday. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so that's quite the, uh, the yeah. slew of gigs, mate. It's going to be good, a lot of fun. Yeah, man. It's uh, let's see, nine days, ten days. It's ten days. And it's uh, ten days and like eleven gigs or something between yeah, the three. Yeah, man. Of us. Yeah, it's you know it's uh, Victoria Lee does that uh, like you know, every every week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, it'll be fun for us to play a little bit more than we usually do, and you know it's going to be great. We'll get a little bit tighter, and yeah. we've learned all this new material for the Paddy's Day week. So yeah. it'll be cool, man. Yeah, Looking man. forward it's, to it's it. It's going to be good. Good times. Absolutely. Nice one, Patrick. Yeah, thank you great. so much. No, thank you guys for Thanks, having man. me. I appreciate well, it. I'll be back. I'll good be back. Don't worry. Again, you, won't, you will see me again. <laughs> I hope I'll so. I'll come back for more. No, we could bring some people in here. We do a jam, like a wild improvised jam, you know. <laughs> jam be, night. Monolith uh, <laughs> reunion. That would be awesome. 20 years later, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> the beat goes on and on, on and on. It's heaven and hell, right? Peace Thanks, out. guys. See you later. <laughs> Take a better scene. It's what we're doing. Come and check it out.